0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast Show. This is your host, Adam Force. Hope everybody is doing well and having an amazing week so far. Um, we're gonna be talking with somebody who is a Facebook ads expert. You know, we get a lot of people on our Captivate program, and then as they start really harnessing and understanding what storytelling really is about for their business, and they are starting to ramp up, they, they get hungry to run some ads Ads as a next p- part of their process. So, you know, talking with people like Jennifer is important, just to start really understanding some of these next steps and getting her insights um, on the Facebook, um, you know, process. Something that our team's been pretty deep into. We've hired agencies like Hirsch Marketing and stuff like that to run Facebook ads. Um, and you learn a lot. I mean, there's just so much to making it successful, which is why we want to dive into this conversation because you really want to use, in my mind, Facebook ads to scale what's working, not figure out what's working. <laughs> um, you can really burn through a lot of cash. Uh, so you really want to be ready to convert people and, and know that your your sales process is working. Um, so we're going to get into that. Now, Jennifer's team, just to give you a little sense, they've managed well over $3 million in ad spend so far, but they've earned and generated $10 million in revenue in return. Um, so, they definitely know how to get a good ROI. (laughs) Um, So I'm excited. Well, this is actually an older conversation um, that we already had just to uh, be transparent with you guys. Um, we've been like digging through some of our files and we reorganizing and every so often, uh, we find an interview that has slipped through the cracks and didn't get live. So this is a good conversation. It's relevant. Um, it, 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 it you know, there, I, I think that, uh, all things as general marketing concepts will be good. There could be technical things around Facebook that might have evolved, but not much has really changed besides the um, the iOS update and kind of that big battle going on between Facebook and um, Apple. Okay, so anyway, without further ado, we'll jump into this conversation. Uh, if you missed the last uh, interview, it was with, who was that? Um, oh yeah, Jennifer Calo uh, Ruskin. We talked about what it takes to uh, win in the retail space, uh, really important stuff. She's a super smart uh, girl, somebody that we met in our mastermind back in 2020, January out in California. Um, so yeah, she's really crushing it in retail. So that's a good one for you guys if you're in the retail space. Um, all right, guys, follow us on Facebook. Uh, check us out there. That's our main area. Always stop by changecreator.com. Lots of good content and fresh things going up there. And uh, without further ado, we're going to dive into this conversation with Jennifer and Tar- about facebook ads okay show me the heat
1: i know you're
0: gonna dig this hey jennifer welcome to the change creator podcast show how's everything going
1: it's going great thanks so much for having me excellent
0: I appreciate you being here um, you have quite a story and you know for anybody listening uh, we've been kind of hammering away at some some marketing stuff and this will be our second um, guest here to really dive into some of the Facebook ads um, but she has a really great story so Jennifer if you could just tell us a little bit about like what's going on in your world now like what's the latest what's the greatest and then we'll kind of get the background of how you got there
1: yeah latest and greatest so actually as of yesterday we are celebrating our first six-figure month nice which is super cool and super exciting um considering I started this business by myself five years ago in my twenties with having literally no idea what I was doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so, I still have these moments of like, Oh, how did I get here? I blinked and here we are. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, as, as you know, um, I own a, uh, all female Facebook and Instagram advertising agency. Yeah. And, um, we've been working primarily with, with female clients for the last five, five and a half years. Um, and, It's just really awesome. We get to help women businesses make money while we grow and um, life's pretty good over here.
0: Awesome. No, I love the sound of that. Um, And I'm just curious kind of how you got into Facebook as a specialty skill uh, to begin with. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, I went to school for marketing and public relations. This area was sort of always in the cards for me. And um, my story starts with, so I met this guy on Craigslist and people are always like, "Uh oh, that doesn't sound good. But (laughs) it's a really good ending, which is that when I was in college, I connected with this guy on Craigslist. We ended up deciding to build an agency together and um, we spent you know, a couple of years from 2010 to 2014, figuring out what the hell we specialized in, how we were going to grow this company. And, you know, this was sort of in like the come up days of Facebook ads and really even digital marketing in general. So we were just trying on random things. Like one week we specialized in SEO, the next week we specialized in AdWords. It was like, let's just see and try and figure it (laughs) out. And at some point we were like, oh, I don't know, let's try Facebook ads. And the business like practically exploded overnight. So I realized we were on to something. And, you know, it's funny, people are like, well, how did you get training? I'm like, oh, there wasn't any, like it didn't exist. (laughs) We were all just figuring this out as we went. And so I kind of learned as people in general were learning how to use Facebook ads to generate sales and revenue. And when I left that agency at the end of 2014, to me, it was immediately obvious that this was something I knew a lot about. It was something that was really easy to sell because it is so quantifiable. And it was also the best. Way to get results for no. the types of clients I wanted to work with.
0: Very interesting. Uh, nice little evolution of things there. And, yeah, you know, it's kind of leaning into. I mean, th- it is such a powerful marketing um, platform, and I think Incredibly. it's almost like no matter what business category you're in, you'll probably have an audience on there of some size.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and it's so funny because I think one of the most common things I hear is that like, if it's really truly like B two B, it can't, like Facebook won't work. And in fact, there's almost like a joke in the industry that a lot of ad agencies don't use Facebook ads for their own agency legion, which sounds really weird and counterintuitive. And I've actually been crushing it with a funnel I like accidentally came up with for our own agency <laughs> legion. gen. Nice. Um, so yeah, I really think that the applications are just incredibly vast and it's so freaking powerful.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent, you know, and it's kind of like a little bit of a a puzzle. You just got to find the right, you know, setup and everything comes together. So it sounds like you got a nice funnel and you know, you're not the first person who's running an agency, um, and using Facebook to get clients. Like I spoke to, uh, Travis chambers of chamber media. They do all video Mm -hmm. ads. And, um, he was like, yeah, we can spend, he's spending like $6,000 for every $6,000 on a Facebook ad. He's getting like a, you know, $50,000 client. Yeah, uh, for nice you know, yeah for like but it just shows like it may be a bigger investment but the client he is pulling clients in through that channel
1: absolutely and i mean just my stats over the last two months if seriously uncovered this ridiculously simple funnel kind of by accident um we've spent only about four grand on just this specific agency lead gen funnel in the last two months and it's brought in um, $46,000 in awesome. revenue. Oh and that's God. just on, like, yeah, right? And that's just on the first three months, by the way. If any of these clients renew and they're good clients, I mean, we're like well into potentially six figures just from four grand in ad spend. And I have four sales calls booked tomorrow from that funnel. So oh,
0: my God. We
1: may need to do an
0: update. <laughs> that's awesome. Congrats. I'm glad that you got something that's Thank hot. Thank you. Uh, hang on yeah, to it as long as you can.
1: <laughs> I intend to. I yeah. Intend
0: well, tell me a little bit about like you know what we're seeing with you know traditional maybe product based or service based funnels versus, um, and you don't have to spill your secrets, but maybe a little taste okay. of what you're what's working uh, for you and yeah. your Yeah.
1: So I well, what's more, let me talk about my funnel and then yeah, just yeah, in sure. general, sort of like our big picture. So. Well, actually, what's working in my funnel actually relates to the big picture, which is I kind of believe that this concept of like, what's the secret and like, what are your secrets? Like, well, there aren't any. It's really just about a lot of structured testing, like not to burst anybody's bubble, but that's. That's really at the foundation of everything that we do. And in fact, I found it to be a huge disservice to try too hard to fit into a best practice or the type of funnel that the quote unquote experts say we're supposed to be using Yeah, Yeah. and Now let's talk about, I mean, this translates directly to what I'm doing with my own funnel. It's, like, stupidly simple. You know, everything about how we're, quote, unquote, supposed to use Facebook ads says you've got to warm people up first and nurture them and give free value and do a webinar or a lead magnet or a free audit or all of these things, and then you can get them to a sales call. (laughs) Okay. All right. That's, like, what, you know, the best practices say. And, by the way, we have clients where we use that with, and that works for them. Sure. But – What I was noticing personally for my own funnel is that I would, you know, we had this like amazing opt-in that my team and I put together. It's almost like a mini course, incredibly valuable. We were getting like $2 opt-ins, which is fantastic, but- They were primarily freebie seekers or DIYers. And so this goes back to one of the things I'm talking about all the time, which is especially if you're high ticket, focusing solely or focusing too much on the cost per lead or cost per opt-in is just really short-sighted and having you miss the big picture because – again, if we're talking about on paper, $2 opt-ins, that's awesome. But the conversion rate to getting people to book a call with me and then actually closing (laughs) was really, really low. So I said, all right technically I want to, I'm going to try something that technically shouldn't work, but let's see. So put together this like really beautiful landing page. It's an, it's an apply page. It's, you know, where I send all my traffic to, if they want to apply for a call with me, but really like this full, robust, beautiful landing page with, you know, this professional video I had done and information on myself and my team and case study videos, all this great stuff. And I said, Oh, I wonder what would happen if I just sent cold traffic there. Um, I'll, I'm willing to spend 10 to $15 a day on like a short little test just to see what happens. Um, put together a couple of quick ads, literally pulled like the most basic lookalike audience of people who had been to my website in the last 180 days and just did a 2% lookalike. Turned it on. And to be really honest with you, forgot about it because <laughs> I am the worst at managing my own ads. Yeah. Um, like just terrible. So I just let it run. And I went back like... Wow. Mm Two weeks, three weeks later? Two or and two weeks. Wow. A- okay. Yeah, literally. I'm like, I can't express enough how bad I am at managing my own ads because, <laughs> you know, running a business and, you know, handling all my client stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I knew it was a really broad audience. And when you're testing really broadly, you do actually want to give Facebook a lot of time to do its thing, to let the algorithm work. And in yeah. fact, leaving it alone could actually be part of what had it work because the algorithm did get to do its thing and cast a really wide net. And inside of that, find the right people. Yeah. And what has been able to happen is I've been getting qualified as, and they filled out my full application. Qualified booked calls for about sixty dollars each. I will say I have about a fifty percent no show rate from this particular funnel, which is sure. significantly higher than anything else I normally have. I normally have a next to nothing, but paying $120 per call is also fine when I'm selling, (laughs) you know, a five, a five figure plus service. Like I I don't care. That's fine. So it leaves room for not every single person is the exact right person, but at the end of the day, it's, it's resulted in, you know, getting a lot of the right um people in, closing three clients, forty six dollars in revenue that's already in, you know, in my bank account, not yeah, including yeah. other leads that may close, the leads I have tomorrow. Um and the one thing I will say that I think makes this work, and this is the piece people like don't like to talk about when they talk about Facebook ads because it's like not sexy, <laughs> but right. all of the back end stuff is a huge part of what makes this work. So I actually have a really robust retargeting sequence that runs after somebody books a call with me and a really robust email sequence that runs after somebody books a call. So even though they didn't get warmed up before they applied for a call with me, they're getting incredibly warmed up and nurtured in the couple of days between when they book yep. and when they get on the phone with me. And this always, I've done this in my business always, by the way, has people get on a sales call with me and say things like, I feel like I already know you.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: I mean, come on. That's like not a sales call anymore. That's like we're chit chatting. <laughs> yeah. We're just getting, um, yeah. I love that. Oh Yeah. And that's how I like to do business, by the way. Like a hard sell is just awkward. I like to just connect with people and like we see if it's a fit. And I really am very – authentic and vulnerable. And it's, you know, my brand is very much me and my personal brand. And so all of that stuff comes through in all of these touch points after they book. And I think that's part of what makes this stupidly simple funnel work.
0: Mm, No, that's great. Yeah. And you know, there's, I've learned this the hard way over the years too, is like, there are no set rules. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone gets so hung up on what has been preached by a couple, you know, thought leaders and, you know, this stuff is, like you said, it works for some people it doesn't work for others but it's a great idea to try but you can try other things
1: (laughs) yes and it's it's this idea of really approaching facebook ads and i guess honestly this would apply to i was gonna say marketing but also business and life um (laughs) it's not just like what the best practice is but what's actually going to serve me best
0: yeah exactly
1: and being willing to try and test and iterate and put in a little bit of upfront work and you know get through it when it's getting tough and challenging and you're worried yeah. to find that sweet spot of what actually works for you.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. And i see seen so many variations of different funnel steps and things like that. And, um, you know, it just, it's incredible what you you don't even expect, like putting an w- entire webinar on the Facebook ad directly. Like, you know, it works for some people and you would yeah, never well, really be told to do that.
1: that. Yeah, I've been talking about that. We've been doing that with so many clients because the cost of getting, a webinar registration is just like getting, you know, more and more expensive these days, depending on the industry. And with a video view ad, I might be able to get somebody watching a completed 90 minute webinar for like $4 compared to a $13 registration. And that's not even factoring in if they watched it
0: yeah and and I mean that would be interesting I mean have you seen it that low like four or five dollars for a full watch yes wow
1: absolutely absolutely and again it always depends on the industry how good the video is and all of that stuff there's so many factors but um, we do have a particular client we were we were really struggling honestly to get the webinar reg cost below $16 and you know I'm willing to like deal with like 10 to 12 if it's the right audience but 16 just felt like a little much for me and it made you know it made getting volume really challenging yeah and this is a this is particularly if i'm not mistaken it's about a 35 minute webinar so it's not like a full length you know 60 got to 90 it, minutes but we've been getting people like 100 percent completed right. view for four bucks compared awesome. to that 16 i mean it's like night and day
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only thing I see there is, you know, you don't have them on it. Uh, I guess. How are you sharing? Because usually you have a follow up series. So like, are you doing yeah. something to do follow ups then?
1: Retargeting baby all day. Okay. And here's the thing. Right. At the end of the day, nobody in the world has a 100 percent open rate on their email. <laughs> exactly. It's not possible, yeah. Right. Like yeah. nobody has that. So absolutely doing a follow-up sequence through retargeting, I'm not going to say it's better. You definitely should do email and cross channel and all of that sure. stuff because it all connects and supports. But Facebook, it, Facebook retargeting ads is actually a, a better way to have some level of certainty that that message is getting in front of all right, of those right, people. Right. So what we'll normally do, even if we are collecting an email address and we know that there's a follow-up sequence, is we'll take the already created follow-up sequence and just turn them into really cool, engaging, um, Facebook ads and kind of Mm. run the sequence in the same way just to create that everywhere
0: Right, right, right. No, that's, that's awesome. Interesting. And you mentioned earlier too, um, that you're donating to a group.
1: Yes, yes. So, um, you know, I feel like it's my personal duty to, you know, as we, you know, grow and make more money and as I make more money to like actually make sure I'm being a better person as I make more money, uh, which is often like the opposite (laughs) of, I think, like the stereotype of what we think happens. So that's just a huge part of everything that I do. And, um, we actually have a partnership with this phenomenal organization. They're called free from, and they specifically deal with the financial abuse aspect of domestic violence. Mm. This is something that is almost never talked about. And I don't want to get the stat wrong, but it's something like, you know, 97% of Domestic violence victims go back to their abuser, which means being put at the risk of actual death, right? Oh, my. Due to due to finances mm. and all of the resources out there to support survivors, and there are twenty, are really about having them be physically safe. And right. thank God for those, no doubt. But what about after that? Like, why are we just being like, okay, well, you're alive now, and that's like. A- kind of surviving is the best you're going to be able to do so (laughs) that's it like have a nice life and then they're back in the cycle of abuse often they're in the cycle of homelessness and so this organization very specifically works with helping survivors um, get compensated for example lost wages of when they were unable to go to work when they were being abused and it also helps them start their own businesses learn financial tools and really go beyond just being a survivor To actually someone that can like live a thriving and abundant life. So we are just so connected and aligned with the work that they do. um, And we donate, you know, a percentage again of of everything that we make for for years now um, to to support the work that they do.
0: Mm, that's amazing. I love that, and it's just part of yeah. like you know something that's important to you, and using your skills here with this marketing uh, uh, agency, and it allows you to contribute. So it's pretty cool little setup, <laughs> nice system. It really,
1: yeah. It you know for me, um, everything that I do in some way, shape or form is connected to how do I put more money in the hands of more women? I think that that's one of the most important things. No offense to men. I love y'all too, (laughs) but that is to me, one of the most important things that could happen on this planet in 2020. So it's Mm -hmm. a huge focus of mine. It's the reason why I only hire women. It's the reason why we, um, not exclusively, but very heavily do work mostly with female clients. And then we also have this, you know, philanthropic aspect.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Love it. And, um, I'm, i I kind of want to get a little bit into, um, the ideas you have for the future. So where you yeah. see this going, uh, at this point. So remind us how long you've been active now with the current business and then we'll kind of yeah. look at the future from there.
1: So it's been about, uh, almost five and a half years now. Okay. Yep.
0: Okay. So, and now where do you see this going for the next five years? That is such a good
1: question. Um, (laughs) You know, I the one thing I'll say is that I didn't see this vision five years ago. So Mm -hmm. I'm just like really open to whatever the universe puts in front of me as the next step. Um, But what I really see is just a little bit more growth. I'm actually, I actually don't want to grow to this huge agency. This is a, just a big part of like the vision I have for what it looks like to be able to serve clients at the highest level. And, you know, sometimes as these agencies grow, they have understandably growing pains, like totally get it. Yeah, we all get sure. it. But what ends up happening is client delivery is affected and the, you know, the the head of the agency, the face of the agency, whoever it is, is not the person that's actually delivering on the work, guiding the strategy, having the face to face time with clients and You know, I do have a small team. I'm all for delegating. I'm not like trying to do everything myself anymore. Um, But I do know that having that touch point, that face to face time and really being connected to my clients and like what they're doing in the world and what we're ultimately like helping them fund in a way is really, really important to me. So right now we're a team of six. Mm -hmm. Um, again, I don't know what the universe is going to put in front (laughs) of me, but the way I, I, it's hard for me to see us as much more than like a team of eight or 10 at any point in time. Um, just because I do, I, I love my clients. They're like, my best friends. I don't know if that feels like weird and <laughs> corny, maybe. And I, I don't know if they would hear this and be like, yeah, that's really weird. But um, I adore <laughs> them. I think they're doing such amazing stuff. And I always want to be connected to them in that way. So I think the vision is to just grow a little bit more, continue to provide an amazing service, donate as much money as we can to Free From and other domestic violence related organizations that we really care about and just financially empower as many women as possible.
0: Mm, yeah, well, you got a, a, a passion around that for sure. So yeah, I'd love to see it moving forward. And yeah, you know, sometimes there's just a value to like, keeping things at a certain level that allow you yes. to have a certain service, right? Because that's, yes. that's like defines like your values for your business and what's important to you.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I mean, we've we've even had like just small periods of really fast growth where I could see that like if we weren't careful, we would be in that territory of client delivery suffering. Yeah. And so um, I know for me, as I've grown from just being like a freelancer who happened to do ads to stepping it, stepping into like I call it like stepping into the visionary CEO role, which like, I think I'm still trying to figure out. Uh, (laughs) But I know that like having the big picture vision beyond just revenue and I love money and I have no shame about it, but the big picture vision separate from that has been really, really crucial for us.
0: Yeah, I can see that. And I think that a lot of people don't realize too, just how important it is to, to have that in mind like to have some clarity around those things that are important to you so the more clarity you have there just the quicker you're going to move forward to um, becoming that company that you want to be right it just it just makes it easier
1: Um, I mean look if you if you don't know where you're going you're going to be a yes to everything and then (laughs) like (laughs) like actually knowing what to say no to because you have that clear vision I think is so crucial to growing in a way that doesn't feel crazy and nuts and just like growth at you know Know, whatever expense right.
0: necessary. Yeah, I was at a summit in California just a couple of weeks ago, and they said one of the speakers said something that kind of just something you always know, but then it jolted the perspective. You ever have that happen where you like you hear it again, you are like, oh, now I really get it. <laughs> you know? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah! So they're doing this talk, and they're like, listen, if I am a multi seven figure business and I want it to be a hundred million dollar business right now, I wouldn't know what that looks like right like yeah. you don't know what that is so like you it's very difficult to get there until you someone can help you or you start chipping away and figuring it out but isn't that such a powerful thing it's like you're right like you don't know what these things look like
1: <laughs> no god not at all and it's just oh i just you know my my theme or my word right now is surrender mm, that's interesting. and yeah just like just can consistently kind of leaning back into surrendering this is in my personal life and professional life of just like sure. what what does the universe have in store for me and like isn't it silly that I would think that like I'm some like big figure on the planet that I would have all the answers like no 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 we're like these small little dots mm. you know <laughs> yep. in this like big colossal universe and I'm just like here for the ride and I'm open to you know what whatever is going to serve me greatest.
0: Yeah. No, that big perspective is so helpful. Um, it's, it's humbling, but also kind of keeps your anxiety down. Cause you're kind of like, Hey,
1: yeah. you know, like just have that
0: big picture and then you just do your best because at the end of the day, it's, it's really about asking the right questions and just kind of knowing where you want to go and then just do it.
1: A hundred percent. And just like something I've been talking about a lot is Being like really being in the process. You know what I mean? Like I think as so many entrepreneurs were so results oriented and so Mm, results focused and that's great about us, by the way, like it's usually like what makes us successful to a point, but I've been playing more with just like being in the middle and having that almost be like a result in itself. Yeah. And there is absolutely no coincidence that like, this is something that I've been very present to for the last month. And suddenly we had like our, by far best month ever. Nothing's coincidence. And I continue to see as I grow that it's not, yes, I've got this funnel working, right. But it's, not just that it's never just the marketing tactic or the funnel that suddenly has me get to a next level it's like who I'm being in the world and how much I'm investing in my own personal growth and you know how I'm just dancing for the universe is giving me that all of a sudden like has us you know break through to a new revenue level for example
0: that's it man and it's funny because it's (laughs) everybody gets so hung up on like the tactical stuff and I think we're starting to hear more people talk about this and you know it's common because you don't really know Know what the important marketing is yet and you start yeah. realizing it is about yourself it's about your thinking and how about you communicate with people and make connections like you talked about like you want to like have that connection that's good yeah. business you know absolutely yeah how did you get your first client
1: oh that's such a good question um <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I think it was honestly completely random. So I've been like, like a huge part of just my like my life and my practice is I do a lot of um, money mindset work and and yeah. manifesting work. Um, and um, I you know a little bit before I had left the old agency, I was like, all right, like I'm going to be going out there. I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know right. how to get clients better start manifesting something. (laughs) So, so, you know, I just like had these, you know, these things that I would do every single day to get myself in that energy to be the person that like, you know, ran this six, seven figure business, Mm -hmm. even though it wasn't there yet. And really, honestly, like it does feel like clients f- fell out of the sky. And yes, I was being visible. I was always, you know, very vocal about what I did. But I do think all of the sort of behind the scenes, energetic and mindset work is what made this feel so easy. I mean, my first month on my own, I made $10,000. And as wow. a freelancer planning to potentially make nothing, I was like, Oh, well, okay, then <laughs> <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> Look at that.
0: (sighs) Wow, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, Yeah.
1: so it's been, you know, the first, and I think this is common, I hear this for people all the time, especially in any sort of service-based business, but the first, um, like, three years or so was very much in-person stuff going to networking events speaking at events word of mouth and referrals yeah. and it wasn't in really it wasn't really till I had that sort of solid foundation and I think had reached my max with relying solely on word of mouth and referrals that right. I then sort of expand to you know online stuff online funnels you know actually using social media for my own business yeah um and now it, I mean clients just come from from all over the place I've been really lucky to get you know. A, I have a decent um, amount of brand awareness. Yeah,
0: really cool. Yeah. Very exciting. I love it. It sounds like um, you have a lot of uh, good stuff going on. And I love that yeah. you're contributing to that, that cause. That's really great. So um, I want to be it's respectful awesome. of your time. So we'll wrap up here. And I, how do people um, connect with you if they want to work with you or see what you're up to? Where do they go?
1: So obviously, you know, I, I'm called the Facebook ads girl. So I live on Facebook. Um, so that's definitely a great place to connect with me. I'm just Jennifer Speedback on Facebook. And then if anyone's interested in booking a call to explore if we're a good fit to work together, you would want to go to www.jenniferspivak.com.
0: Awesome, Jennifer. Thank you so much for your time today. I really enjoyed the talk. Likewise.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for tuning into the Change Creator Podcast. Visit us at changecreator.com forward slash go big to get access to free downloads and other great resources that will drive your business forward.